This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome into hour number two of the Outdoor Show on this, uh, I'm going to call it a grungy Saturday morning as far as the weather outlook. Uh, radar showing a lot of greens, uh, a little bit less orange and uh, yellows on it right now, but still plenty of rain in the southeast area. Lafayette uh, going west looks pretty clear. Uh, Alexandria clear. Uh, parts of uh, west Mississippi now clearing up too, but uh, Hattiesburg and all the way to Montgomery, Alabama, even into parts of Georgia and Florida, and uh, really along the, the Gulf Coast of Florida, along Apalachicola is where the heaviest stuff is right now. It's moving uh, from the southwest in a northeast direction, and the whole system is kind of moving down towards the, the southeast. So eventually uh, it's kind of that training effect that meteorologists call it, but it's pretty sloppy, pretty messy out there. If you're going hunting or fishing, uh, you might want to, uh, rethink it and maybe kind of wait it out for another for a little bit of a break but i know a lot of you particularly duck hunters want to get those hunts in because this is the last weekend of the first split uh, we're also talking about uh, some some issues uh, what regulation that's in place that you just really would like to see be done away with we're talking about that and also our text line open for your reports and questions and comments here's one coming in from uh, joey in pearl river uh, his fishing wish to Papa Noel would be to trade the one redfish over 27 to one under 16 because I remember how tasty those were before Chef Paul burned his first fillet. And another comment on that Mark of 54 glide shrimp. It worked flawlessly along the northern Texas coast. Uh, any luck getting yours, let me know. I have not got my hands on one yet. I had a lot of things going on, but still can't wait to put one in the water. And here's John P. He says, I'm not a hunter or fisherman. I work in the golf business, G-O-L-F. But when I'm headed to the course every Saturday morning, I tune in and learn a ton. Weather-wise, we're in the same boat this morning. Pardon the pun. Keep up the great work. Thank you for those comments, John. Very kind of you to say so. I don't know if there's any, I guess on podcasts, they probably have some golf shows, but uh, not that I'm aware of. All right, Jason, my barber, and the crew at Corey's Barbershop checking in on this rainy Saturday morning. And this one says, uh, good morning. Uh, let's say I catch a 13-inch trout. I get checked by Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries, and it's just under 13 inches. I assume it's illegal. How long does it take for fish to shrink? That's from Bo Louie in Destrahan. Well, Bo Louie, uh, you know, there's when you ice them down, yeah, there's going to be some shrinkage. But I would guess, and I don't have any hard evidence or science-based uh, facts to give you, but uh, it's not going to shrink an inch. In other words, if it's 12 and 7, 8, uh, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, those agents have some latitude and probably would, would probably overlook that. But now you get into the 12 and a half and you say it got cold and shrunk, uh, that's, that's debatable. 
But the law is the law, and if it's in your possession and it's under 13, technically it would be illegal. But um, I wouldn't worry about a 13-inch fish shrinking enough to get you in trouble with the law. Speaking of getting in trouble with the law, we got a bad boy feature coming up. Deals with a guy that went out with a night vision scope and decided to put it to use deer hunting. We'll tell you about that. Also, we're going to check in with Ryan Lambert and Mike Smith. We'll see if they're braving the weather with their clients and are going duck hunting this morning. And we're going to get some fishing reports. If you're a paddler, Brendan Bayard's our guy this morning. He'll be talking about that. And Mike Gallo, born on the bayou. In fact, he's next. And we'll talk to Mike right after we come back from this three-minute pause where you are listening to on a very inclement Saturday morning, The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And our Born on the Bay report with Captain Mike Gallo is a presentation of CETO. Now, on a day like today, if you happen to break down, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have CETO to hurry out there and rescue? They give you free towing. Uh, fuel delivered on the spot if you need it. They'll jumpstart you. Dock to dock towing if that's what you need. It's all there for you, and you just need to contact Captain Chris for $199 for a whole year. It's a membership. It's renewable after that. You can give it as a gift. Get your favorite boat started on your Christmas list. Call Captain Chris, 504-301-4545. Or if you want to do it online, it's simply com. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now, and Mike, looking at the radar where you are over there in the Slidell Salt Bayou area, you got hammered recently, but it looks like the worst of it just moved through. What's the weather report over your way? Well, Don, uh, we did have some very intense weather a couple of hours ago. It seems to be a steady drizzle at the moment, 
And it looks like we may have an opportunity to get out around 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock. So we're kind of in a holding pattern, and hopefully we can get out there because there's plenty of fish and plenty of areas. So what would be your target species, and uh, which direction would you plan on going once that weather lightens up? Well, I have the group from Gallo Mechanical in town. They came in Thursday evening, and yesterday we waited out the rain, left about 11 o'clock, and um, the seas really flattened out. It was slick, calm, and we ended up down in the Mr. Go area. We found an area down there with some shells on the bottom, pretty decent current, and um, drop shot with live shrimp and a few plastics mixed in with them. And we did real well on speckled trout and freshwater catfish. And that's really about all we caught. I don't think we caught a single white trout yesterday. I know we had a sheephead hooked that got off next to the boat. But other than that, it was all speckled trout and freshwater catfish. Well, that's two good eating species there, right there. The freshwater cat and the speckled trout, they kind of complement each other. Now, that Gallo Mechanical, that's not a relation to you, is it? It's not as far as we can figure out. That always seems to be a topic of conversation. I've been fishing with this group. I believe this is their sixth or seventh year. They like to come in for a couple of days and stay in the lodge. They're grilled steaks, and they have a big time, and uh, pretty good fishermen, so we always have a good trip. Well, I competed against them in the uh, boiling, uh, build and boil competition for boiling crawfish, and uh, I'm happy to tell you I ended up in first place the first year, but last year I didn't do so well. <laughs> but th- that's a good group. That's a great group of guys, and I know they're a lot of fun to fish with. Well, Mike, uh, we're asking listeners this morning if there was one regulation that just kind of bugs you and you could get it changed, what would it be? Do you have any, uh, either from a guide standpoint or as a recreational fisherman or hunter, any regulation you think is a little bit overbearing and you'd like to see it changed? Well, Don, I I enjoy catching speckled, speckled trout and I enjoy eating speckled trout. So I would certainly remove the guide uh, or maybe reinstate the guide being able to catch some. It doesn't have to be a full 15. When that was going around over the last couple of years, I, I proposed that the guides be able to keep, say, five fish, or reduce the limit since we're out there so much more often. Right. Obviously, that didn't happen. But, you know, with the current scenario, if I want to go catch some for myself, for my family, I got two options, either leave a day open during the good fishing times, which will cost me revenue, or I go two trips in one day so that I can go as a recreational after my charter is over. I don't know, I'm getting old for that two trips in one day kind of stuff. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's kind of frustrating. There is an argument, I believe, that you know, you're basically, if you're buying a recreational fishing license, they're denying you access to what everybody else has access to. So I, I think it's not over yet as far as that goes because I understand there may be some challenges coming up, but it's certainly a, a good argument. Well, Mike, uh, any anything else you want to suggest to people on days like this after a little blow and rainstorm comes through, some things to look for or be aware of when they're headed out? Well, I tell you, something we learned back when uh, the telemetry program was in use And when we have these big blows come through, a lot of those fish move to deep water for safety. And then as that weather gets better, they'll fan out into shallower water. So 
way back when that happened 10 years ago, that completely changed the way I fish. Now, after we have these type of storm systems move through, I start in deep water and move my way shallow. And that has been very productive for me over the years. And that's why I started in the Mystigo yesterday. We found what we wanted. The only thing I would say we did yesterday when we first started fishing, we were catching fish in the range of, say, 24 to 28 feet of water. And as the day progressed, those fish moved into maybe 20 to, say, 16 feet of water. So they, they were, I didn't have to move the boat once we got anchored, but we were fishing on the left-hand side of the boat. And as, as the day progressed, we were fishing on the right-hand side of the boat towards the end of the day. So that would be, you know, my suggestion, start deep and work your way shallow. Got it. Mike, hope you all get your trip in. Say hello to the boys from Gallo, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week, hopefully under some better weather conditions. Sounds good, Don. We'll talk to you then. All righty. AA of LA is where you can find him, and the telephone number is 985-781-7811. And Mike will fix you up with a gift certificate if you'd like. as a Christmas gift for you, the fisherman on your list. All right, we'll be back right after this. we got a report for you paddlers. It's a kayak report presented by the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and Massey's Outdoors. Brendan Bayard joins us next right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. And he'd be stroking in the rain this morning, I believe. Our paddlers report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is presented by Massey's Outfitters, Mid-City New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and also got one in Covington. That's where you're going to find some of the best models for fishing, some for hunting. They've got Hobies, they've got Jackson, got Native Watercraft. Look on their website, MasseyOutfitters.com. You'll find out about demo days, when you can do that, and try before you buy and you can also see all the products and stocking stuffers for paddlers right there at MasseyOutfitters.com. Brendan Bayard joins us now. And, Brendan, I want to start off with what Eric Mohabarak has been telling us. And according to you, it's still going on in Florida. They're catching blackfin tuna off the coast and a short paddle from the beaches in Navarre and Pensacola. How do you rig up to fight a blackfin from a kayak? Yeah, that's a... Uh... You know, that's a pretty interesting question. You have to uh, bring some some pretty stout tackle that, uh, you know, that most people probably wouldn't usually have on a kayak because uh, some of these blackfin that they're catching are up to 30 pounds. Um, 
you know, you 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 definitely want to have something like a big spinning reel, maybe like a six thousand, seven thousand size spinning reel with some uh, some braid that's you know in the fifty to sixty pound class with a lot of line on it, so that they can run. Uh, you know, it's a little bit better in a kayak because they they tend to use you to wear themselves out as opposed to your spool and your reel. But uh, at the same time, you still need to bring something pretty stout, a rod that's pretty stout. And uh, you want to you want to make sure you can get them in as quick as you can. But I mean, sometimes it takes a while because you you're fighting a, a little turbo model fish as opposed <laughs> yeah. to the normal fish we fight, and uh, it, it's a really fun time though. What's your go-to bait for a blackfin tuna? Uh, a lot of a lot of guys try to you know uh, use live bait or something like that. But you know you can use a small diamond jig or a, a kind of a flashy spoon of sorts as, as long as you have some pretty stout hooks you want to have some hooks that are uh, offshore grade versus you know your standard uh you know trout those kind of hooks those will totally bend away pretty easy uh you want some pretty wide gaps and some just some real some real thick metal if you will to not break on those fish and what are the signs when you see black tuna? are they grass uh, you know, like the sargasso grass in that close, or rip lines, or how would you look for them when you get in there? You'll you'll see them busting, and uh, and a lot of times you can troll and catch them if you have a light enough spoon. They'll come up and kind of flutter behind the kayak if you don't see them busting. But uh, a lot of times you'll see them greyhounding if you get out there early and the conditions are calm. Um, if you see the bait schools, you watch the bait schools for a while, and you'll see them greyhounding through there a little bit. Uh, most people just troll around for them and cast when they see the bait and they're, you know, below the bait or in the bait. Um, it just depends on the day, but, uh, they've been catching them a lot and you can go out there and there might be, you know, 15 to 30 kayaks out there all targeting blackfin. Cause this is the time of year. It's pretty special out there. Well, they can't hide it. If they got a rod bent in half and they're being pulled around in a kayak, you can bet that the, they got a tune on the other end and you can, get up in there and share the fun oh brendan uh talita ben uh got a a a chance to for people to win to get to the kayak bassmaster classic which is a parallel to the you know bay boat or bass boat bassmaster classic how does that work so uh every louisiana um or every um club in the country that's associated with bass uh can send their top three finishers in each club to fish the Bassmaster kayak division. And um, after three events, this is the championship, the third event. And uh, at the end of that event, the people with the high standings will go on and get an invite to fish in that Bassmaster Classic, which is within the same week as the regular Bassmaster and get a chance to walk across that stage and and even win, you know, of course, the uh, Bassmaster Kayak Fishing Classic. Yeah. Very interesting. All right, Brendan, you say fishing in the areas where they got the big bays like Leeville, Port Sulphur, those other areas, over oyster flats. What's the technique and tactic when you want to fish over an oyster flat? Uh, I like to, uh, you know, fan cast and drift with the wind, paddle myself uh, if there's any breeze up into uh, and, and let it kind of gently roll me through the flat so I'm being as quiet as possible, throwing popping corks, top waters suspending baits like jerk baits or uh you know like mirror dines or anything like that um that's a perfect 
thing to do this time of year. If it's raining and it just blew out a bunch of water and it's muddy, I might go on a day like today. I might go into a deeper water, a, a dead end canal or anything that you might find uh, a little bit more protection in. Um, that's what I would do if I was fishing uh, this afternoon or in the morning tomorrow. I think the water's going to be churned up a little bit with the runoff coming off the roads with the rain and, and the wind and the, you know, being blown out. Um, that'll be a tough condition, but uh, I think you can still catch fish. Even in the toughest condition in the last few weeks, people have been still catching fish. Uh, Brendan, um, I, I want to give you an assignment. Uh, when you come back with us on the 16th, if you could put together some stocking stuff or ideas for the paddler, it uh, might help some people out. If they know a fisherman that has a kayak and maybe some items that would uh, be a nice, maybe inexpensive uh, Christmas gift for them, maybe you can give us a little bit of a rundown on that. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll get my family to listen to the show and everything. <laughs> <laughs> now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. Brendan, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for the great report you give us, and uh, we'll catch up with you then. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. Uh, all righty. Brendan Bayard, one of our two uh, paddling fishing uh, reporters. So we'll be talking to Captain Eric next week. All right. When we come back after this, it's bad boys of the outdoors time. Yeah, we've got that presented by the Louisiana Wildlife Agents Association. Speaking of Christmas gifts, you can get uh, LWAA. That's the Wildlife Agent Association t-shirts and backpacks and hats and koozies. Lots of gift ideas. You can do it all online. Go to supportlwaa.org. That's supportlwaa.org. Get you some great gear. When we come back after this, we got the story of a guy who decided to use a night vision scope to go deer hunting. Yeah, that didn't end up well. We'll tell you the story right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, this morning we've been asking you and receiving from you what would be the number one regulation or restriction that you would like to see go away, one that just really bothers you. Here's one from J.D. in Ponchatoula. says, as far as regulations are concerned, Fishermen should be allowed to include an alligator or two as part of their daily limit. These things have become a royal pain in the kayak for so many reasons. And you're exactly right. Too much of a good thing. Alligators came off the endangered list. They were restored. It's a very highly regulated take where each alligator has to be tagged. Uh, There's a real problem. There's too many alligators. There's not enough harvest going on. And, yeah, maybe doing away, maybe keeping the tags, but issuing those tags uh, for people who want to hunt them without going through the whole process. You know, just basically like you would tag a turkey or a deer just to kind of keep track of them. But certainly we could afford to open up the alligators for the taken for people who want them. And we have Robbie from Poydras with a question on the trout limit. Can each person in the boat be allowed to keep two trout over 20 inches, or is it just two trout over 20 inches for the boat? No, it is not for the whole party. At is per person would be allowed to keep two of their speckled trout. Two of their 15 can be over the 20-inch limit. And let's see. We've got uh, some reports of some flooding in different areas in the city of New Orleans. So if you're going to be driving in and about, uh, be careful. Make sure you don't go uh, into an area that's going to be impassable. And some of that's going on but should be clearing up soon because Looks like on the radar, the system is lightening up and, and moving more to the uh, to the east and to the north and uh, away from the city. But there's still some stuff behind it. It'll be going on pretty much throughout the morning. All right, we come back after this 
quick 10-second station identification. We've got a story about one of our bad boys of the outdoors, and I want to remind you on the last show of the year, which will be our December 30th show, you, the audience, will choose the baddest of the bad for the year 2023. We'll be right back to give you this one's entry right after this timeout for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery Agents Sergeant Charles Dyson, Sergeant Patrick Staggs, Corporal John Blaylock, Corporal Emily Sexton, and Agent Zachary Funderburg all participated in a case made on November 25th in Bienville Parish after receiving a tip about a deer shot at night near Castor, Louisiana. Through their investigation, the agents learned that Christopher Havard shot an 11-point buck around 7 p.m., yep, quite dark at 7 p.m., using a rifle and a night vision scope. The trophy deer was seized along with the rifle and the night scope, and if convicted, facing criminal fines and civil restitution for a trophy-class whitetail during illegal hours in the amount of $2,974 and up to 120 days in jail, is 33-year-old Christopher Havard of Castor, Louisiana, in Bienville Parish, our bad boy of the outdoors. Oh, yeah, you know, night scope, night vision scope to get an 11-point buck. Uh, You know, is it really worth it? Come on, guys. All right, don't forget, we're going to have an election. The way it works, I'll give you four or five nominees for the baddest of the bad. And all during the show, you can text us in your vote for who you think was the absolute worst. And uh, we will make that presentation and honor the baddest of the bad. Been doing this for a long time. We've got quite an extensive list to look at. All right, we got this one. Uh, new redfish limit, 5, 16 to 27, 1 over 27. No, that's not the new limit. That is the current. The daily bag limit is 5. Uh, minimum size, 16. Uh, 27 on the top end, and you are allowed to keep one over 27. That's John G. That is not new. That's current. Uh, There are some proposals. The Senate Natural Resources Committee shot down the last proposal. Uh, They'll be probably discussing it at this upcoming commission meeting on Thursday, maybe filing a new notice of intent and beginning the process all over and see if they can get it through the legislature. The committee did kind of give them a little bit of a hint of what they would like to see, which is a little different from what the biologist recommended. All right, if you want to text us, that number is 504-260-1870. That's our text line. When we come back, we're going to see if uh, Ryan Lambert and uh, Mike Smith have made it to their duck blinds on this very grungy kind of a Saturday morning with some clients. Also get a fishing update on the uh, Buris and Venice area from Ryan and uh, Mike's going to be tell us what's going on in the Delacroix area. Of course, all the guys on the west side of Lafayette, they look like they're good to go. Weather's already moved through there. All right, we come back. We'll do it right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we talk with the plastic man. He's down in Buras, which on the radar looks like they don't have any rain going on at the moment. Ryan, what's the weather situation down there along the coast? Looks like most of that stuff is north of you. We have been so lucky. I mean, they call them for 90% chance of rain, all this terrible weather, and we have dodged it all for a couple of days now. So we thought it would be pouring down. We'd have to cancel all the trips this morning. we got six blinds and I don't know how many boats fishing. 
and then they go fishing to eat. And, and same thing yesterday. I mean, it was supposed to be pouring down rain. They did and everything training up north, so we got all our duck hunts in. And then yesterday we all fished. And as soon as I hooked up the boat, it got a little misty, and then, then it went away. And we, we were able to go out there and whack the fish again. I mean, it's it's been incredible down there, absolutely incredible. Man. Well, well, you know, what the, are the... The, duck hunting, the duck hunting this week was a tiny bit slower because we had some negative point three and and the water sloshed out one day and and it really took the water out the marsh but other than that it's uh it's been pretty good excellent are they headed out now or are they waiting it out for a little while oh no there's nothing to wait out it's they're gone (laughs) it's incredible i'm looking down in it looks like you've been in the clear and probably going to stay that way for several hours before you get anything at all if you even get it i know yesterday we looked at that and i thought that was going to happen and they got back from duck hunting, and we all hooked up the boats. You know, it's, it's, it's such a free-for-all right now because boats are coming in from the morning fishing, coming in from ducks. The guys are getting ready to go fishing in the evening. I mean, it's my yard's a mud hole. Grand Cent- <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Grand Central Station down there. You know, I, I'd say it's because you're living right, but I know better. You know, you're just getting a little lucky, I think. <laughs> well, we are definitely blessed in every way you can imagine, buddy. I tell you what, uh, I'm gonna head to Norliasi tomorrow and, and kind of have some fun down there. Shoot me some quail. There's a lot of quail this year and a lot of ducks. So I'm gonna go make make a three day hunt and come back and and we'll fish all week until it's time to go hunting again. <laughs> yeah, and I got two more splits to go. Uh, you know, we've been talking this morning with some of the listeners about regulations and restrictions and asking if there was one regulation that bugs them the most and could be changed, what would it be? Do you have anything from either hunting or fishing or guide standpoint that just kind of bugs you and you think it uh, needs to be changed or corrected? No, I would just would like them to stop listening to people and use science and, and upgrade our science a bit in our state. We don't, I don't feel that we have the best scientific uh, things to get what we want. Like same thing with the redfish. First thing people think is over harvest, over harvest. No, it's not. You know, it's it's the fact that we lost two years of spawn, but I, I cannot believe how big these fish are getting so quick. Historically, you know, we know about what size of fish is at a certain year, but being we had no fish and then we had one year and then two years and now we have our third year in the water, now we know exactly how they grow. But I think it's a little skewed because there's so much bait in the water right now. There's, there's so much shrimp and so many bait fish and less competition that these fish are growing like crazy. The first year, the the fish, it took them till February to get to 16 inches these fish have been 16 inches for a month already. So that this this uh, stock at was 16 inches uh, three months earlier than last year's stock, and and that last year's stock is already 24, 25 inches. I mean, it's incredible how fast they're growing. Well, you know, and, maybe and if say, they change, know that. <laughs> if they change some of these regulations, and instead of waiting five or ten years to do another survey and, and, and get another a stock assessment, why can't they do it on a yearly basis? And maybe it won't show any change, but if it does, then you're not stuck with those very restrictive regulations that shouldn't be in place. I mean, that well, happened it, with the snapper. It was obvious. It happens. Sure. Yeah, and it's happened in every fishery. You can't do a, a five-year thing if you have 50 billion eggs get laid in one night and, boom, that's this year's stuff. 
I mean, you got to count that. I mean, we got three years of redfish in the water right now, and we'll this year, next year, we'll have three years of keepers and another one in the water. So it'll be back to normal in one more year. Yeah, so true. you know, it's it's just the way it is. And if you're out there every single day, you can see this. You can see the majority of the fish, what size they are, and you see the two classes because there wasn't anything else. You know, everything was oversized by the time those were born. So you can really see the whole estuary before your eyes. For the first time, I've ever seen it like that, and we really took note of it. And and I think the wildlife and fishery should be out there doing the same thing, or yeah. listening to people that are out there every single day. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, they've got certainly got uh, empirical evidence that's that's available. Well, Ryan, I, I was we, we shot some cooking features with Chef John Foltz and uh, Captain Martha Spencer was there, and she was telling me uh, y'all are catching a multitude of species down there. I don't think she's ever it's experienced incredible. catching so many different kinds of fish <laughs> at the same time. It's incredible. I mean, yesterday is, you catch. You know, your, your hybrids, you know, your white bass, you get your mm-hmm. black bass, you get stripers, you get flounders, speckled trout, redfish, drum, sheepheads, and, and jackrabow. And, I mean, everything is in the river and in and, and all the little diversions that's coming off the river. You know, if the, if the wind's blowing one way, we go inside in the diversions. If it's blowing from the north, we go in the river. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, yep. some of the boys had to limit at seven o'clock yesterday morning. They were done with their trout, and then they, you know, they were limiting on trout and reds in the same day, plus all the ancillary fish. I mean, the customers are having a ball right now. It's a, it's a special time. It really is. I mean, I love when the river's low. I love fishing the river. It's emerald green. You can see the fight, and I don't know. It's my time of year, and you know, you go out there and have a good duck hunt, and come back and go fishing. You know, it's kind of wears on my old butt, but. Other than that, <laughs> well, this is definitely a time for somebody to get down there and enjoy it because we know that river's coming up uh, as soon as the, the the rain and the snow start to melt. All right, if they want to get you, give them that telephone number, and we'll be—I guess—we'll be talking to you from Mexico next week, huh? Yeah, I uh, know. I'll be back Wednesday. You'll be back. You okay. know, I don't too much uh, grass growing to my feet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they can get me at five zero four five five nine five one one one. Or just go to the website at Cajun Fishing Adventures and check it all out. And we need to get you down to make a duck hunt uh, as soon as you can uh, when the second split starts, okay? I'm a, we're going to match up schedules, and I'll be down there. All right, brother. See you then. There he goes, our plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert. All right, uh, now, Delacro's not so lucky. Uh, they have had a little bit of a lot of rain come through. We'll see if Mike's got his trip going on or if he's going to put it on hold. He's been doing pretty good in the last couple of weeks. I've been seeing some pictures of some really nice birds he's shooting down in Delacro. Captain Mike Smith, uh, five-time state duck-calling champion and the operator of Louisiana Marsh Guide Service joins us next here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, getting reports. There are, is some flooding around Metro New Orleans, so be careful if you're headed out. A lot of cars are getting stalled out. Uh, be careful and uh, make sure the road before you head out. All right, there's lots of water in Delacro in those areas, and Mike Smith with Louisiana Marsh Guide Service, I think he's out there in the duck blind as we speak. Mike, are you out there uh, after the ducks this morning in this bad weather situation? We made it, Don. Uh, the rain stopped for now. It it wasn't that bad coming out here. It was off and on, but uh, we, we got a few teal in the boat and uh, waiting for more. Yeah, it looked like y'all had a, a pretty good week, and that kind of changed from uh, the opening week. Something pushed some birds down into the area. What kind of birds have you been been shooting? 
oh, you name it, pintail, gray ducks, blue and green wing teal, uh, scalp, ringnecks, redheads, spoonbill, model ducks, a little bit of everything. Even a, wow. Hey, we even kill mallards. I think they got loose from the park, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility, but, hey, they get out there, that they're fair game. Uh, well, that's great. Now, um, we got – this is going to wrap it up. You know, it, it seems strange that Delacro, where it's located, is in the west zone, but it is. Right, and uh, right. it's all wrapping up. Tomorrow will be the last day. So how would you rate – you know, we had the initial flyover from the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries said it was the worst duck count in history since they've been keeping counts. How would you rate this year so far, judging from the first well, split? Well, a lot more birds must have moved in after they had the survey. But uh, out of uh, zero to ten, I'd say uh, seven and a half. Wow, that's great, and it's much better than expected. Yeah. But, you know, here's a possibility. Out west in Louisiana, all the crawfish, not all of them, but the majority of crawfish ponds and rice fields were dry. They had cracks in the ground, even some of the marsh right. areas over there. So ducks got to have water, and they got to have feed. And, they, you know, if you got both, you, you're great. But uh, one or the other you got to have, and you're probably doing pretty good because there's no water shortage in Delacroix. It's never going to go dry. No. And, you know, That's And really sure. we didn't have any storm surges to bring in a lot of salt water. So should be a fair amount of submerged vegetation out there. Well, tell you the truth, most of the uh, vegetation is gone. Uh, I, it started dying off in August. We had that extreme heat, and uh, constantly we had low tides, and I think that in what salt water they had might have did a run on it. But uh, we don't have that much vegetation. Where I hunt is mostly a flyway area mm-hmm. in between uh, two big lakes. Uh, it's where we hunt. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> It's where we hunted uh, last year, you and I. I moved okay. over a little bit to the left. Yeah, that's. I have six different leases, and uh, we in the one that you and I hunted with, uh, I think his name was John, huh? Yeah, John Fitz. Yeah. Uh, big Fitz yeah. John Fitzpatrick. Yeah. yeah, we had a great hunt that day. It was good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're waiting on him. It's starting to drizzle a little bit now, but we haven't gotten any downpour yet, mm-hmm. and I hope we don't. <laughs> But yeah. you know these blinds. I have a roof over my head. <laughs> right, you can pop that up, man. That's a that's a lifesaver on a day like today. Well, good. Keep oh, your eyes kidding. peeled, and uh, hope you you round it out. Uh, you got a hunt tomorrow too. Yeah, yeah, same guys uh, tomorrow, and uh, and it opens December eleventh on a Monday. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, you know, duck hunting has become uh, less and less people uh, have their own ponds, their own blinds, their own boats, and they're relying on people like you. So if somebody wants to book a trip, I'm sure you got a little bit of time open for that second and third split. And LADuckHunts.com, or what's the phone number if they want to call you? 504-228-4506. All right, 504-228-4506. It's Louisiana Marsh Guide Service, and you can find out a whole lot more. Go to laduckhunts.com. And you'll be hunting with a five-time state duck calling champion. Mike, before you go, give me your best meat call. I don't want competition call. Let me hear your best meat call for duck hunting in South Louisiana. Meat call? Okay. Hold on. Let me get out of the rain. Hold on. a little wet but that'll bring them in that sounded good that feed call i got i see some out the window of the studio they heard it on the air right there (laughs) 
Uh, Mike, y'all try to have – yeah, not yet. Try to have fun, Mike, and we'll catch up with you again before the season wraps up. Sounds good. Good, good talking to you. All righty. That's Mike Smith, great guy to duck hunt with. Uh, knows what he's doing, been doing it a long time. And as I said, he's a five-time state duck calling champion. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we're going to head on out of here. We'll be back again next week. We do it every week, 5 to 7 a.m. You tune us in, same station. Uh, you can find us on the stream. For most of our stations have their own streaming. Or you can catch us on odyssey.com. And, of course, the uh, affiliate stations are ready and waiting for you. We'll see you next week in another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.